Welcome to Amazon Legends, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became power sellers, also providers specializing in helping sellers, aggregators that acquire sellers, and former Amazonians will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here is your host, Nick Urison. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. Uh, my next guest today has already been on the show once, and, and I love talking to her because <laughs> she has that style that <laughs> she's very thorough because the former Amazonian. And since her appearance on the show, she was a senior brand manager uh, at My Amazon Guy, but now she was promoted to director level. So uh, it's a major... Uh, way to open the year for her oh yeah uh, absolutely <laughs> outside of work she's a big reader for novels and also a big fan of final fantasy 14 game so with that uh, everybody welcome back to the show faith faith Aniston. <laughs> thank you so much nick thanks for having me and i'm so glad that we're able to finally do this i've been eagerly awaiting and we've got a lot of good stuff today that i'm super eager to dive in for well, yeah, I mean, you're rising up in, in life. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what we're going to talk about today is extremely valuable because uh, success on Amazon is all about driving traffic through keywords. Yep. And uh, what is in your keyword pool is key to bringing more and more diverse traffic and more focused traffic. So what we're going to discuss is strategies for expanding your keyword pool. But we're going to do this not as a gut call, uh, based on the data. So uh, with that, let's dive in. So Faith, so tell us your approach. First approach, what is the lowest hanging fruit to get a sense of what is working in terms of keywords so that we can expand what we are focusing on? Yeah, so I know that everybody knows Helium 10, loves Helium 10, but I would like to present a different strategy, if you will. Um, and it's probably something you're already doing. So auto campaigns on Amazon. Um, an auto campaign, as I'm sure you're aware, Amazon just uses their automated targeting capabilities based off of what's on the content of your listing. So images, copy, et cetera, which um, as an aside, brings about the importance of having these um, optimized search terms on your listing. Um, I'm going to go over a few different ways to analyze this data, both with um, Amazon's own tools and um, ad campaigns, but we'll just go ahead and start here. Um, but yeah, so with auto campaigns, as I'm sure everyone's aware as well, and then Nick, let me know if you have any questions. You know I like to monologue. So yeah. um, as we're all aware of uh, auto campaign, right, we went over how Amazon kind of determines the relevancy of the keywords that come in. What we can do here to kind of leverage this information is review trends. Now, with that being said, we want to be cognizant of any other factors that can be um, impacting a certain data that you see on uh, auto campaigns. So I like to segment it into a week view to kind of see, or week by week, that is. Um, to kind of see what search terms we're converting on, uh, converting with, right? So maybe on week one, we convert um, 10 orders for one keyword, and then we convert 15 on that same keyword the next week. So seeing that data, you can tackle this in a couple of different ways, right? So 
if we're getting more impressions on that keyword, that can be an indicator that that keyword is increasing in search volume. However, um, as I've stated previously, you kind of want to be cognizant of, did you, you know, do any bid optimizations? Did you do any negations? Did you do anything to the campaign that would have brought more eyes to the page rather than organically? Um, well, as organically as you can with the auto campaign anyway, right? Because you're still paying for it. Um, but if you do see, if you haven't really done anything, you're seeing some trends here, that can be an indicator that that keyword is kind of increasing in search volume, which you can always uh, cross check with magnet and then uh, the search term analysis. It's the second tab on, on, <laughs> on magnet. Um, so you can always check there and kind of see. There's another way in Amazon to check as well, but I'm going to save that for our last section um, so we can focus on diving into the uh, campaigns and seeing those search terms from there. So first of all, I want to, because you, you you touched on several things. I did. That, um, <laughs> so to, let's break uh, it down. A naked ear, so to speak, is, <laughs> is, is, uh, is hard to pick out. Uh, right. So let me, let me dissect it, it so you tell me. So first of all, what you are saying is, um, if you're not running auto campaign, first of all, run auto campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. It takes two seconds yeah. to set them up. In fact, yeah. I would recommend, um, well, it's good practice to do, you know, like one ASIN at a time. So you can see like the really specific data, but we have uh, recently had a uh, success with doing an auto catch all campaign, which is all products in one auto campaign. But that being said, I don't want to take away from the main point, uh, just to simplify it and for purposes of this specific podcast and our search term uh, or collection, uh, do the auto campaign one ASN at a time so you can more easily look at that data and analyze it. Okay, so then take the auto campaign results. So run mm -hmm. a report on which report are you running to get those keywords because there's a few different reports. Yeah, sorry. So what I do is I honestly just go into the um, ad group and then I go to the search terms tab because that's going to show you all of the search terms that filter in there. There's other ways to pull that report as well. But for me, this is the easiest because from there you can sort by orders, sort by spend, kind of cut out some losers, negate some irrelevant terms, and just overall open that campaign up to spend more on the keywords that are working and converting. Okay. Uh, right. I'm about to keep going, but I'll, I'll pause there. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now one of the things that I always complain about is when you go to any dashboard report or whatever, the first thing you have to do is select the time frame. Right. And when you select the time frame, now that immediately presents a, a, a potentially a misleading path because that's just a slice. It's, you know, right. my favorite example, if you're driving a car and you look at your speed and you're doing 55 miles an hour, Okay, that doesn't mean you've done 55 miles an hour throughout the journey, right? So Correct. it goes up yeah. and down, up and down. What was your average speed? That's what matters. So, so it's the same thing with Amazon. When you look at a report, the moment that you select the time frame, you're just looking at that particular slice. So Correct. what I've heard you say is do not look at just, just one slice. 
Right. You want to compare each slice. And that's why I like to segment into week by week view. We take each slice and identify the trend and what's working in that slice, if that makes sense. As you okay. said, it's not just the one slice. You got to kind of see where the pattern is and then make decisions based off of that pattern. So you are taking, you are taking the keywords list and then you are looking at the performance of that keyword week over week to see yes. how it's progressing. What in, because you have different data points per keyword. Is Correct. it the clicks, click-throughs? Is it the purchases? Is it, What are you looking at? So what I like to look at, I actually take a look at every piece of data, but I'll kind of break it down and simplify it. You want to look at your impressions, first of all, because you want to know how many eyes are getting on the page. Uh, this is going to directly impact um, metrics such as uh, CTR, um, conversion, you know, clicks, sorry, clicks, purchases, et cetera. If nobody sees your ad, they're not going to purchase it, right? Now, on the flip side of that, we can analyze this data to see what's not working because you can also have a keyword that has a lot of impressions, not a lot of clicks. Your CTR is not the best. That's an indicator of, a, you know, it could be a couple of reasons, maybe like uh, your listing isn't fully fleshed out, or maybe the keyword isn't relevant, as I had stated before. So it's just really important to take each piece and see how each of those pieces are working together. Because it's not just one thing you're going to want to look at to analyze the trend. You're going to want to look at a bunch of different pieces to see how they all work together. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, the different scenarios. So you have impressions. You are looking at impressions week over week. You're looking at click-throughs uh, week over week, and you're looking at purchases week over week. So on that advertise, and then also you purchases number of units sold and also number of orders placed and dollar value, right? Three mm -hmm. different things. Yeah, right? and then one other a layer I would add to that would be the spend as well, because you know there might be a situation where somebody just bought it you know and it's still irrelevant then that's data that you know you you know what to do with that i guess yeah. is cost yeah. okay so you're looking at those and now there are different scenarios so if you have high impression but low click through i would say the first thing you to look at is your picture right absolutely you got a lot of impressions clicks but your click through is not great then yeah that is absolutely a listing problem yeah okay and, uh, and then if you have high impression and high click-through rate, but no purchase, now that means your copy, your bullets, and the rest of your pictures not working, right? So maybe right. running a coupon. So, okay, so what we're doing is we're looking at the data and then defining the actions. So uh, it's one thing to look at the data, but what do you do with it? So that's, exactly. that's the most important. Okay, so uh, great. Now, uh, if you have, fine, this, so impressions, clicks, cost, and uh, the other thing that, tell me what you think. If you are getting good impressions, good, good click-through, good purchase, and you have a particular uh, uh, cost, or you're achieving a, a cost, mm -hmm. by making your content more relevant, to those keywords that are performing, you can also reduce your ACOS, or can you? 
In my opinion, yes, because here's the chain of events that's going to happen with that. So in your example, we're getting a lot of impressions. We're getting a lot of clicks. We're getting a lot of purchases. But let's just say ACOS is high. That could be a number of things, right? Like maybe we're not, in my opinion, we're not spending enough on the ad. It could be that the ad's going out of budget early in the day. Um, and, you know, we're only serving a certain amount of time. And yes, we're getting purchases when that ad appears. But if it goes out of budget at 10 o'clock, then the return on spend isn't going to look the best. So I would say, first of all, you would want to uh, spend a little bit more on your advertising and make sure it's continuously visible so that you continue to get those purchases. Um, if we're still on the subject of an auto campaign and we're seeing this happen um, consistently in an auto campaign, and we don't have that keyword in any, so sorry, let me back up. This keyword in the auto campaign, we know it's doing well. You know, we've already talked about increasing the bids so it um, appears more in that auto campaign, but consider this as well. Take that keyword, put it in another campaign, an exact match campaign, and we can also put it in broader phrase match, which I think is a good segue into our next section, but let me finish out this thought. Put it into an exact campaign, and bid a little higher on that. We know that people are converting on that search term. We know we're kind of safe to do it exactly as it is. So further segmentation is going to be key here as well, because then you're going to get more granular data as well on what the CPC is. You can further outline your KPIs. You have more control essentially on the cost you're putting into that ASIN, um, which in turn is going to reduce a cost because if we rank more, as you know, like, purchase more, rank more, get on the first page, more impressions, organic impressions, uh, which, you know, does take down your total advertising cost of sale, but can take down your A cost as well. I would also take this a step further if we want to reduce the A cost of the overall auto campaign itself, then we can negate keywords that are irrelevant. Um, you know, products come through as well that are definitely irrelevant, negate those. That opens up more spend for these targets that are working, which will in turn reduce that A cost as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. So now we've covered how to make use of the, the keywords and what to focus on so that you can pick these new keywords that you haven't been focused on out of the order campaign. However, there is also one other thing that I heard you mention and that take those keywords and then go over to Helium 10 or something similar to see how the search volume is trending on those. Correct. So if the search volume is on an increasing trend, then obviously, so take, take for example, a, a keyword that is getting good impressions, good click-through, good purchases, and it's on an increasing trend then you really don't want to let that go. You want to oh, make sure your bids. So your bids. on your listing too. Not only are you going to advertise on it, but you're going to want to put that in your title. Um, depending on the keyword, we know that some keywords are not like, they don't flow well. Like you have to be creative in how you put them in the copy. But as long as it flows well, you know, put it as close to the top or at the front of the listing as a uh, title as, as you can. Um, include that in bullet points, backend search terms, alt text. There is some debate on if the alt text for a main image works or not. And I'm going to talk about this a little later, but something that we've been trying out here at my Amazon guy is if you have 
a product and it has packaging, there's a way we've been trying to implement a keyword that we're wanting to increase our market share on, on the packaging. So it looks organic, you know, Amazon's not going to cut us out for like text on an image or anything. And, you know, it's not like Amazon's going to be at the fulfillment center, like checking each box, like, oh, does it have this keyword on it? Right. Yeah. So the purpose behind that, though, is to kind of put the customer in the mindset. So if I'm searching for soaps for men and I see that on a packaging, like, you know, on the main image, and this is going to go into CTR. If I see that on a main image, I'm like, okay, here's the soaps for men I'm looking for because it's right there in front of my face. And it's more evident than if it was in the title and especially like the back end of the title where you can't really see it in the search results. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, you just mentioned something that got me thinking. I wouldn't let it get past Amazon to check the packaging for yeah. search terms. You know why? Because everything is automated. So they have sensors, right? So these sensors are reading barcodes and everything else. So you never know because I, I tell you this, what is the ultimate goal of an Amazon seller is to be able to get into a direct relationship with the buyer, right? Right, so, yeah, like customer uh, You can't send emails, you can't do anything. So what happens? They use package inserts, right? So these package right. inserts say, okay, it, it's all legit. Uh, compliant with Amazon terms of service. But ultimately, it directs them to a place where they offer a benefit to the shopper. Mm -hmm. Register here so that we can give you the benefit. Right. <laughs> so, so now suddenly they die. So I don't think Amazon is too happy about that. So, they definitely don't like the product inserts that will take them outside of Amazon because... Amazon wants everything that happens to happen within Amazon. They don't want it to go on another e-commerce site. So that does open up a new conversation. Um, I personally like product inserts if they are very, very gray. Don't go anywhere. Just say, hey, thanks for your purchase. Leave us feedback. That's it. Like that's about as um, pure as it can get without making Amazon mad, in my opinion. I yeah, know that there's I mean, probably other ways. Yeah, I mean, what people do is, and I frankly recommend that to my clients because ultimately it's about sh shopper experience. Yeah. So, uh, like, for example, offering uh, extended warranties, offering a, a, a gift and, and things like that. Uh, so something that has to be physically mailed, uh, that they need mailing address. So, and you can't really argue that, that that doesn't bring value. It obviously brings value. So Amazon cannot, I mean, it's the nature of the beast. So that's right, how it is. Yeah. So, and also people are more likely to leave a review if they are being treated in a way that, you know, gives them more value or whatever. Amazon may end up checking the packaging for it content. Is, yeah, it is good to be aware of the terms of service about that, which I don't have the page pulled up right now, but it does say, um, you know, something about like accurately presenting your listings. So 
if the insert or not the insert, but like the packaging doesn't really have that on it, that could be a cause for concern. We haven't personally seen anything happen, but you know, with Amazon, nothing's out of the realm of possibility, right? So it is good to be aware of what their terms of service does say and, you know, kind of operate under that. Now I have seen um, with this particular topic and I'll just finish this out before we go into the broad and phrase match uh, section. Um, I have seen where Amazon will just revert it back to the original image um, if they find that, you know, like it's not compliant or something like that. So risk is low, reward is high, but definitely, definitely proceed with caution on that because we all know how Amazon's terms of service is and how stringent it can be if they home, if they target yeah. you so now there is one other thing faith that we mm -hmm. come across with one of my clients is and and if you think about it this is fairly expected right um, if you have some kind of copy on your product detail page about the product that makes a claim or it describes it in a certain way and you're doing it to get more clicks but it's not really 100% you know, uh, accurate. Mm -hmm. Your competition will post videos, yep. feedback, reviews, you name Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I've seen that across multiple categories. These competitors are cutthroat. They are willing to do anything to get ahead of you. And that will include test orders, which is where I see a lot of sellers get in trouble with inserts and stuff of that nature. Um, especially not the inserts that you had mentioned per se, but more so like the ones that are very not vague at all about leaving a review. And that's how those sellers will get in trouble. It's because their competitors have ordered that product, saw the insert that specifically requested a review. Like I said, not anything you went over. Um, and then they'll, they'll get in trouble for that. So there's always the possibility the seller could do like um order it, see that that keyword is not on your packaging and then try to report you for it. But Amazon does also have something in their terms of service about uh, not reporting sellers too much because it they see it as like malicious. So it's, sure. there's so many layers to it. Like it's like, ah, oh, this could happen, but then this could happen. So as always with all things, Amazon proceed with caution, but where you don't need to proceed with caution or maybe just a little caution is identifying keywords in broad and phrase match campaigns. Yeah, that's that's a good segue. I just want to wrap up what uh, we were talking about. So once you identify those trends with impressions and everything that you get from the uh, auto campaign keyword analysis mm -hmm. over time, you also want to look at which one of those keywords have are on an upward trend in search yeah, volume absolutely. also time over time and 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 which ones are on a downward trend those that are on a downward trend don't put too much oh, weight no. behind it. so that's the actionable piece where after you've done your analysis okay this is what i want to get behind also check the volume trend and then pick out the ones that are on an upward trend and then go with that so that's the the way to utilize. Okay, so let's now move on to broad and phrase match. So what's the best way to utilize that to expand the keyword? Great question. I'm glad you asked. I have a lot of notes about this one. So 
The way I like to look at the different targeting types, broad, phrase, exact, is you're narrowing your net each time or down that list, right? So broad is like the widest net and you're going to get a relevant search terms. That's the nature of the broad campaign. Phrase is a little bit more narrow. I mean, you're still going to get in search terms um, that are related. And then, you know, exact, as we had mentioned previously, is exactly what it is, right? Like just that keyword, nothing else. So let's go over then um, how to best leverage broad and phrase match to identify um, these customer search behaviors and how we can best utilize them. So starting with broad match, um, just to describe what broad match is in case anyone listening doesn't really know the difference between broad and phrase and how those kind of narrow on down. Broad is um, any search term that it relates to another search term in any capacity. So um, examples, soap for men, you could get like men's body wash, soaps for him, um, bath accessories. Those are all very broad terms that would go with that keyword. Whereas a phrase match campaign, you're not going to get those related terms. It would only be keywords that include that phrase exactly as it is within the phrase, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, maybe like we're doing the soaps for men example, scented soaps for men or um, gift soaps for men, you know, like those are phrase matches that include that query, but aren't as broad as a broad match, if you will. So we can leverage this data. First with a broad match, you almost wanna treat it like an auto campaign where you are negating search terms that are irrelevant because we wanna pivot that spin to discover keywords that are relevant and that come from that broad match, right? Because then, as we had talked about earlier in the podcast, we can cross-reference this data to see if that certain term is increasing in search volume, because then that's an indicator that the customer search trend is changing, right? And then this is something that we're gonna wanna implement in our copy, back in search terms, et cetera. Um, on this note as well, we can also get, you know, misspellings um, in the broad, at least, maybe some Spanish terms. That's a really good candidate for alt text back in search terms, because you know people are looking, you know people are converting on that but doesn't really have a place in your title. So that's kind of how you can leverage that. I know we've already talked about further breaking those down into exact campaigns, so I won't waste too much time on that. Uh, but that's how I like to best leverage the broad match campaigns. So I'll pause there before I go into phrase, uh, see yeah. if you have any thoughts on that one. Yeah, so uh, again, the same thing. You, this time you are getting the list of all the keywords, performing keywords in the broad match campaigns. And then those that are achieving the best results, as we described in the earlier right. one, with the impressions, the click-throughs, and the purchases, you optimize your content with it. And you mentioned the alt text. So uh, alt text in which image? Across all of them or oh, some yeah. of them? all of them, you want to utilize every bit of keyword space that you have. So with alt text, I'm going to, I know I can't share my screen. I'm just going to make sure I'm right on, um, I believe it's a hundred characters. Yep. A hundred characters. Thanks for waiting that, those three seconds for me to confirm. 
So you want to utilize all 100 characters on any image module that you have in your A-plus content. Uh, obviously, highly recommended to utilize all module spaces, which is seven, if I remember correctly. Um, utilize all of that. But you also want to have room for crawlable text as well. So my Amazon guide does recommend at least 5,000 characters of crawlable text um, full of SEO. However, I want to caveat that with use your best discretion, right? Like if you're selling a car part, you probably don't have 5,000 words worth yeah. of copy or even SEO to put in there, right? But if you're selling something like a household product, um, the, the possibilities are endless, right? Like we can, actually a good example, uh, maybe like a tanning lotion, you can use that um, for tattoos, you can use that for a bunch of different stuff. So that you can include that in your copy. You want to hit a lot of markets, but you want to make sure that you're not tailoring too much to a certain audience. Cause at that point you would almost want to just make a new listing. So, um, yeah. I got off on a bit of a tangent there because your question was just how to utilize that in a plus. So to bring it back, uh, the answer to your question would be, uh, obviously you want to use that across every image all 100 characters, and then have room for some crawlable text as well. Uh, we recommend 5,000, but use your discretion. Your product might not have 5,000 words worth of copy to talk about. And that's okay. Not every product does. That doesn't mean it's a bad product. Just there's only so much you can say about AirPods, for example. So, <laughs> Well, as long as you are getting the, the keywords that bring you business into your right. copy. Yeah. That, that's what matters. So you don't have to complete all 5,000. Exactly. And what I like about you, like reviewing the keyword data from advertising is we know for sure that we've gotten orders off of those keywords. We know that people find that relevant. Um, and obviously you'd base that on order volume. We already talked about situations where there might be like a one-off purchase on something you know isn't relevant. Um, so that's the importance of data analysis too, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, phrase match, how about the, the phrase match, the same approach, right? Same so approach. It'll be a little different, but it's going to be the same approach for the most part. What I like about phrase match is, like I said, I like to start with broad match. And then based off of that, we can further segment into phrase match. But I'm also a fan of trying both at the same time to see what comes in, because then you can kind of compare both campaigns like, oh, um, I got scented soaps for men in my broad and phrase match campaign, get a lot of orders off of this, this and, you know, maybe check your return rate, make sure it's super, um, yeah. everything's fine. But after that, um, you know, okay, I know that this highly relevant. It's increasing in search volume. I'm getting a lot of orders. This is going to my title. This is going to my bullet points. In fact, I'm going to advertise this keyword in any way I can. You know, you can get your sponsored display, your sponsored brand campaigns. That's probably a different podcast, but what I'm saying is it really hones in on what's happening. And what I also like about it is sometimes people will just, instead of searching soaps for men, they might search men's soap instead. Like, and you yeah. want to be aware of if that search trend has kind of flipped a little bit because it might not be that the demand has gone down for the product, just the search behavior has changed for it. And these campaigns will help identify where those search changes are happening. And then you can cross-reference that information with um, Magnet or Cerebro, depending on if you're looking at like um, 
in your auto campaign, which was a couple of minutes ago. But, you know, in the case of the auto campaign, you know, you might want to cross-reference that. As you know, Amazon often loses inventory or overcharges fees. With Arty, you can now recover up to 30% of your lost revenue at a monthly flat rate of only $99 with no commission fees for unlimited reimbursements, you can increase your bottom line. Their automated Amazon compliant process ensures hassle-free refunds. Visit www.getarty.com forward slash legends and sign up today to get one month free and discover your recovery potential. Yeah, I mean, the, really, the, the biggest takeaway here is do not just look at a slice of data. Right. Always look at time over time. Time and over time. Week, weekly, so for each week, so take each keyword and scrutinize. And you can, I mean, this calls for a, a fairly advanced way of using Excel or Google Sheets but that's the, the nature of the beast, right? Yeah, you do. have to know how to analyze this data or you're not going to be successful. And that's also you need to be able to visualize the data, right? So exactly. it's not just numbers. And one of the things that I like, I mean, this is not getting really hands-on, but one of the things that I like is conditional formatting. Anybody listening, you haven't heard, just look up conditional formatting on Excel. You can really define based on rules, yeah. uh, show this data in a different color. Exactly. If cell C is more than the other cell, um, you know, your week over week data, let's color that green. If it's less, color it red. And then that's very visual. You don't have to just look at numbers and zone out and, you yeah. know, like you have it right there in front of your face. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a lot of rules oriented coloring but you have ranges, the top 10, the yep, highest. Exactly. Lowest. There's a lot you can do with it outside of just, you know, coloring a cell. Yeah. So uh, bottom line, you don't necessarily have to visualize it to pick out what's important to you, but visualizing will give you a sense of the trend, you know, like yeah. for example, search volume, especially. And uh, so, okay, cool. So then we come to, the next one, where you use the search analytics under brand uh, analytics, you have the use of the top search terms. Yeah, yeah. So, and I've been really excited to dive into this one because I feel like that this is a newer feature on Amazon. I know it definitely wasn't around the last time that we had a podcast together. Right. So I haven't seen, I mean, I've been trying to tee it up on like my Friday podcast and everything, but what I really, really like about top search terms is, first of all, it's housed within Amazon. So all of this data is coming directly from Amazon. I love Helium 10. Nick loves Helium 10. We all love Helium 10. But I'm sure we can all agree that the data isn't always 100% accurate. It's very, very close, you know, close enough that you can make these informed database decisions. But if we wanted to take that a step further and look at Amazon's data in general, this is going to be a game changer, in my opinion. So let, we'll go over top search terms um, first. There is a, I know we didn't discuss this before, but Product Opportunity Explorer is another one I'm going to go over. Right. So let's do top search terms. When you first navigate there, 
Um, and I'm going to try to paint the picture here for those listening on Spotify um, or iHeart or any other media where you can't really see us. To paint a picture, you get there. Um, you get there from um, brands and then brand analytics, search analytics, hope you all are writing this down, and then top search terms. So after that, um, you kind of default to a page where you just see the top search terms all across Amazon. As of the time of this recording, the top search term is Saltburn, which makes sense because that's a trending movie. Um, you know, maybe if you're selling pop culture stuff, you can do something with that. Um, that kind of gets into like product launching and a little outside of the realm of what we're talking about today, but it is something to kind of keep in mind. Um, if you are selling a product that, like I see paper towels are also like a top search term, like in general, you know, if you're selling um, paper towels, you might want to look into that. But let's get more granular with this data. Like not a lot of people are selling salt burn or AirPods or toilet paper, you know, like we're selling niche products, we're selling things to help people, right? So we'll get a little bit more granular about it. There are a few ways to narrow this down. You can do it um, by ASIN. Um, so almost like the Cerebro of Amazon, uh, you can do it by brand. So if you know a competitor brand, you can kind of check their top search terms. Uh, you can do it by category. Um, that one's kind of my least favorite because it's super broad. Um, you know, like if you sell bracelets, for example, like beaded bracelets in the art category, well, that covers pencils and markers and a bunch of stuff, right? So it can help you, you know, like continuously launch within that niche, but it's not necessarily going to help that listing. So what I like to look at is then um, kind of the fourth uh, block there, if you will, uh, search by keyword. So I'm um, not sharing my screen, but just to, um, I'm just going to type in clay bracelet as the search term. Um, I know you guys can't see me, so I will paint this picture for you. It's going to come up with keywords that are relevant to that. So what I'm seeing when I type it in that you guys can't see, I see like clay bead bracelet kit, um, clay bracelet beads, um, clay bracelet making kit, etc. And all of these keywords are ranked on their search frequency. So you're able to sort this and see what's the most frequently searched. And not only that, you're going to be able to see what the top clicked brands are. So where this is really important, and I know, again, bringing it back to Helium 10, um, you know your competitors. I know you probably just search the keyword, find the competitors there, pop it into Helium 10 and do your reverse engineering. This is, in my opinion, a better way to identify your competitors because, yeah, you might know of like the small mom and pop that started when you did, but there may be some other small mom and pops you don't know about who are taking up more market share than you realize. And this is going to help you identify that, take those competitors and then pop them into Cerebro, do your thing. But that's what I really like about it as well. Not only that, but it'll say um, the click share, the conversion share. So if that competitor is converting pretty well, you're going to want to look at their listing, see what's working for them and kind of emulate that strategy, right? Um, shows conversion, title. I think this is a really, really neat tool and I'll end on that. So you can give your thoughts, Nick. I see you kind of smiling, nodding. You're like, oh, this is all really good yeah. stuff. I know you're waiting to weigh in. So just to wrap it up, 
This is a really good tool, not only to identify your competitors, get more data for keywords, get those keywords, see which ones are relevant, but you know, just have a better overall understanding of the category in general. There's another area of Amazon where you can further dive into this, but before I get there, I'm going to give Nick a chance to speak. This is exactly the way to keep an eye on what your competition is doing. So, um, so I, 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 I love that capability to plug in the keyword. Now, I just want to make put something else in the mm -hmm. mix because our listeners will go start doing things. So uh, when you go to that uh, under brand, so, uh, brand analytics, you have the option to select brand view and ASIN view. Yeah, so, which is very all, important. Yeah, top search term uh, capability. Is that clarify for us? Is that available on both, or do they have to select? Do they have to select the ASIN view? So, what's interesting about the top search terms is it's not exactly built like the search query performance, where you can go from the brand or ASIN view. You can put your brand in there and get a view from that, and ASIN in there and get a view from that. Um, you can do both, but it kind of just defaults to a weekly reporting range and doesn't default to a brand or ASIN view like the search query performance, interestingly enough. Um, you can input those um, terms like your brand um, and a product, but it doesn't have it on that view, kind of yeah. like search query does. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah. so the, don't worry about that part, just put the <laughs> keyword. So once you put the keyword in, now you are getting the top, three listings that Correct. are taking market share, right? Correct. So, I mean, from that, what you are able to get an idea on is really your customer acquisition cost because you are seeing, first of all, you can go see how much your keyword is going to cost mm -hmm. in terms of bidding and you see who is converting and, and what kind of purchases. So this is key to you deciding and by the way they are going to put your listing there as well so yep. it's not that like it's a good idea for you to uh, have keyword by keyword what market share you have mm -hmm. based on your percentage of the market share what is the total market right and, and then how much of the market are yeah. your top three competitors taking up. Yeah, and who is taking? Okay, mm -hmm. so, but this requires you to plug in a keyword, right, to get a sense. So how yep. can you expand your keyword pool from that? You by you just simply go look at the competition and look at their keywords and compare it to yours and then add to yours. Would that be the way to do it? That would be one way to do it. Um, and I believe that this should supplement any other data that you get from this dashboard. Um, I am a firm believer of using all the tools at your disposal to get the most um, efficient way or the most efficient data to use, um, if you will. So you can download this report, which is really nice because after you download it, um, you can kind of uh, sort these terms by search frequency rank. Um, so in the clay bracelet example, I just did that um, clay 
bead bracelet kit is the one that has like the best rank. So what you can do here is kind of review all the other search terms that kind of have a good rank, see what's relevant, include those search terms, but then also uh, be aware of those competitors that are taking up the top three slots and the top three market share for that keyword um, and seeing if we can further go in there. What I think is a good strategy um, in general, if we have a search term um, that has competitors that I guess altogether are only taking up 15% of um, the overall market, it could be a saturated market in this example, but we know that the top three competitors, let's just say they're taking like 5% a piece or something like that. Um, by the way, this is a very unrealistic example. I'm just trying to paint some numbers here. Um, let's just say they're all taking up 5% of the market. Okay, well, how can we take up 5% of the market based off of this? And also in this example, let's just assume nobody's a household brand or anything like that, because obviously they're going to take up market share and that's going to be a really hard hill to climb. But let's just assume these are all just normal people who are just selling on Amazon trying to make a buck. Um, what are they doing to take up 5% of the market share? Like, have they had any sales recently? You can also review that with Helium 10. Uh, what keywords, how many keywords, um, how are they presenting the listing? Do they have any videos? Um, I know that some of these elements are kind of getting outside of the funnel of search terms, but what I'm getting at is there are multiple things that you want to take into consideration outside of just the keywords that those top competitors are indexing on. Um, you would also want to review the top search terms in that niche. What I like about uh, the top search terms as well is you can also further refine it by category uh, with the search terms. So I didn't like the category by itself, but if we use it in conjunction with the search term field, we can get some more granular data. So whenever I try clay bracelet in the art category, for example, there's only a few search terms, but if I do it in the jewelry category, um, which I, again, I know you guys can't see my screen, but I'm gonna paint the picture for you. Um, kind of get a few more keywords. Um, and then that also helps you too, because depending on your product, you might not even be in like the category that you need to be in, or maybe your competitors are in a different category that they don't need to be in, which in turn, you know, gives you more uh, leverage in the correct category. But yeah, there's a lot of different ways to digest this data and break it down. But to put it simply, um, you can utilize the top search terms from that page, from that download, and also cross-reference with the Helium 10 data or whatever your favorite search tool is. Mine's clearly Helium 10, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, the, the just to be practical, you can look at who else is taking, getting business from that keyword. Correct. Just, just go look at their listing. Yeah. Uh, forget the data part look at their images because images are playing the biggest role what are they doing in their images that exactly. are exactly why are they converting and you're not yeah. exactly so that's the and then you can get into the data part so different ways so i have something that i'm dying to discuss with you i don't know if okay. i broke this up so this is okay. my uh if you like the the explosive thing that we recently uh, discovered and we had one episode about it so what is the overall strategy the overall strategy is run your advertising based on specific keywords or gather a bunch of keywords through other campaign whatever so ultimately get organic traffic 
get your listing ranked exactly on those keywords so that when people search you can show up organically on page one or no later than page two but that's the goal right so yeah spend money to rank on keywords so that you can get organic traffic and spend less money and spend less money because you show up on those keywords organically so just to put a title over it the ultimate goal is to get organic traffic from search on keywords that will give you business right Yep, and that's perfectly summarized. I could not have said it better myself. Okay. That's not where organic traffic comes from. Oh, okay. That's the bombshell. Let's hear more. It's a bombshell. I know you love to look into things, so I'm going to give you how to look into this. Please. So, let's back up. Okay. What we are talking about is sessions, right? Correct. Okay. Sessions means clicks, right? Right. And, you know, hanging out on the page. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, in, for anybody to come to the page, that's a session. And yeah. in order to create a session, they have to click. Correct. So, so now, if this theory applies, and the theory being organic traffic comes from search. Right. You have to look at three things. Number one, go to your advertising. Take your entire campaign. Forget broad, exact, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Just take your entire advertising report for a particular time frame. Just look at the total clicks. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter keyword, forget it. Just mm -hmm. what is the total number of clicks? that you have paid to get traffic to your product detail page. That's X, okay, okay. call that X. Now go to your search query performance for the same time frame. Download your search query performance. By ASIN? No, no. Or by, by brand. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We're doing all campaigns, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. And because that gives you paid organic total, right? It gives you total number of clicks on every single keyword that gave you clicks, purchases, cart ad, whatever, but ultimately clicks. Get that report, okay? That's a total Y, okay? Mm -hmm. Now you go to your business reports, okay? For the same time frame. Get a total okay. of all the sessions. Now, if this theory of organic traffic comes from search is correct, your search query performance total, Y, has to be far greater than your paid clicks total, right? Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, your search query performance total roughly 
should be same as what the business reports total for sessions, right? It should, yeah, like it would follow. Wrong. You will find paid clicks X mm -hmm. is almost the same as search query performance clicks Y. Interesting. And the, when you compare that to the business reports, it's far less than what business report says. So therefore, the theory is proven wrong. And the theory that wins is the following. Organic traffic comes from anywhere but search. Now, you may say, where does it come from? Mm -hmm. So three questions. Number one, where does it come from? Number two, can you influence it? And so I should uh, say, what is driving it? What is yeah. driving how much organic traffic you get? This is a game changer. I I read already in your face. You think? Yeah, I'm, I, the wheels are turning. I'm like, okay. Hmm, what how is can I leverage this? What is driving it? Number three, can we influence it? Okay. I'm gonna give you the answer for all three. Please. Where does it come from? It comes from people logging into their Amazon account and suddenly seeing suggestions. It comes from email, Amazon's emails. It comes from frequently both together. It comes from, you may also want to try this. You may want to do that. You may want to do the other. There is, as you know, there are a lot of different things going on. Listings appearing in advertised stuff on whatever. This is what Amazon finds more authentic to drive organic traffic. So that's where it's coming from. Now, what is driving it? Because clearly not, not somebody behind the computer right. saying, I think I'm going to put this here. So yeah, exactly. It's, what is driving it? Now, I'm not going to take credit for this whole theory, but I have done a lot of investigating and analysis and I concluded the certain things. So who was the person created Amazon, right? Yeah, Jeff like Bezos. Bezos, yeah. What is Jeff Bezos' past? What did he do before? He sold books, didn't he? Or... No, I'm not. I'm not up to par on my Jeff Bezos lore. Apparently, <laughs> he was a hedge fund guy. So they made money with money. So financial markets. So how how do financial markets operate? What is the buy sell calls based on? Buy sell calls are based on certain metrics showing something, but it's not like sixty five different things they look at because there's no time. So. That is the whole Amazon machinery is based on. And, and you know what this decides an item is doing successfully or not? BSR. Mm -hmm. BSR is the only thing that matters, which fits perfectly into how hedge funds operate. So if the BSR starts to spike, you start to get more organic traffic. If the BSR starts to go down, 
you get less organic traffic. And I'm sure Amazon has some kind of machinery that monitors the BSR that has a bunch of exposure uh, channels for a listing. And that's where you're getting it. So now that you know what's influencing it, you know what to do. So bottom line, broad match, exact match, phrase match, or yep. aura match, search query performance, this email, this, that, it does not matter. Just drive and monitoring keyword rank by rank by, who cares? Just drive as many orders as possible and that's going to get you your BSR improved. And then that's going right. to drive more organic traffic. That's the new theory. Now, that doesn't mean ranking on keywords and everything else doesn't matter. Because if you're ranking on keywords, you have focus. Focus means more conversion. More conversion right. means more. You still have to do it, but you don't have to go crazy anymore. And that this is the new deal. So uh, I... Uh, I wasn't sure if I mentioned this to you, but I am now, and, and go look at it. Go take a client and don't take my word for it because this also is not as simple as this. So I I, I give you my numbers exactly. Mm -hmm. I did the analysis. I downloaded the report for one of my clients and we got, I think something like 7,800 clicks in that particular time frame on the advertising mm -hmm. on search query performance we got 6600 clicks and when i went to the business report we got 24000 clicks so now this also brings the data search query performance data right. into question uh, but what then uh, or advertising data into question mm -hmm. either way uh, then what we are now currently doing is we are doing this exact same analysis keyword by keyword and over time. Yeah. And then we're going to get a much better idea. And um, But ultimately, this is a fact that you cannot ignore anymore. You have to yeah, look I at mean, it. Yeah, I mean, it's easily proven with data, so you cannot deny it. <laughs> no. So... Take a look at it and let me know what I'd love to know what you think. <laughs> I, I will definitely. That's very curious. No, I really want to dive into that as well. I'm sure you saw me over here, like just listening intently, like absorbing it because that's yes. yes. Um, what I'm going to do on this fine Saturday is uh, dive into <laughs> that and learn a little bit more. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Faith, thank you so much for this episode. I mean, I love talking to you. And um, I want to know, obviously, what you think, mm -hmm. with what you find, uh, but what everything you shared uh, is so valuable. It's what I love is that it's actionable. So that's yeah. why I'd like to turn it into action so uh, folks who are listening can just go apply it. So tell us, how can people reach you, share your contact information again? Yeah, yeah. So um, I can be reached on LinkedIn, Faith Denniston. Uh, you can send me a message there or my email address, faith at myamazonguide.com. And then um, just a little self plug as well. If you go to myamazonguide.com and go to our coaching page, if you wanted some one-on-one -on -one time with me, you can book with me there as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, anybody, uh, you can't get better than faith. 
Thank uh, you. In terms of who she's uh, not only the knowledge, but your overall attitude is, you know, it's it attitude is everything. So uh, yeah. your overall approach to things very thorough, but uh, very uh, curious. So uh, I enjoy very much talking to you. Same here. Yeah, no, it's always um, good to talk to you, uh, pick your brain about Amazon stuff. And there's just so much to discuss, isn't there? Like we could have gone hours on this podcast yeah, today talking about course. search terms and especially diving into your theory, which I am still going to do after we yeah. <laughs> wrap up here. So great. Thank you, Faith. Uh, thank you for being here. Another great episode. Yeah, I agree. This was a fantastic episode. I really appreciate you having me on. Before you go, make sure to sign up with Arti and claim your lost revenue. Visit www.getarty.com forward slash legends to register. You will get one month free and experience Arty's features. Sign up now at www.getarty.com forward slash legends. Thank you. And this brings us to the end of another episode. And I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the episode. And share it with someone you think would benefit from it too.